I don't have a joke, but I do have to tell you about something. Oh, great. We need to get these candies called Goo Goos. They're from you, Tennessee. You go to Tennessee for a couple days and you start making stuff up? Nope. Welcome to Intermission, a show about anything and everything band related, proving the band is fun. My name's Kim Shuttlesworth. And I'm Riaz Muhammad. In today's episode of The One With All The Emotions, we sit down and talk about my dark, dark soul. And other things. Oh, I guess. Okay. Oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. You ready? Hi, yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to another week. Happy I'm, Monday. I'm, I'm going to start talking on this one. Okay. Because... You, Kim, have, mm-hmm. have been out the last couple days yes. doing a like a region band group in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So haven't really had a chance to talk to you. And <laughs> we both roll up into the parking lot at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had an idea of what we're doing this week as far as podcasting goes. Yeah. And the first thing you go is, good morning, we're podcasting today. So needless to say, I have no idea what's about to happen. Neither do I, but I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> What did you? What was your idea? What do you think we were going to talk about oh, today? Oh uh, well, uh, so Johnny Perez is coming in this right. week, and I had one of two thoughts: either we rope her into another episode, but mm-hmm. we just had that discussion. She's probably not going to like us for that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, kind of a partial debrief would have been the backside of her when, after she left. Oh, sure, we As could do two episodes oh, this week. Fine. No, 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 that's fine. This is going to be entertaining. I can feel it. It is. Okay. I have been in Tennessee. But can we also talk about when I got out of the car, I said, did you miss me? And I said, yes, because I got too many things done on Friday. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It it was very lively around the band hall this morning. Oh, yes. Everyone was in and out, mm-hmm. including the adults. <laughs> yes. Say, saying hello. But yes. no, had a great time in Tennessee. Um, so I'm going to tell you about how I got this gift that I got. Okay. So... <clears throat> Had a great time. Hospitality in Tennessee is fantastic. I will say that. Um, had a great time. And side note, weird, weird but great story. Okay. I um, go to lunch on Friday. They take us to lunch, and I hear this voice, and all of a sudden my body just, like, stiffens in my gut. And it sounds weird. just like Bruce. Okay. And then I look over, and there is a white-haired red-faced, older gentleman. Is he haunting you? No, but he was friends with Bruce. Ah. And they talk alike, and they look alike, and I, like, almost teared up because I. it was just, it was nice hmm. to be in the presence of, of that. Like his people. Yeah, yeah, his people, but also, like, this... This is Jeff Summers and not Jeff Summers, Jeff. I can't remember Jeff's last name right now, but anyhow, same as Jeff. And he was great friends, you know, and highly respected him. He had a, a wonderful band in Tennessee that was the, uh, besides Dobbins Bennett, was the last band to make finals at Grand Nationals. And he had the highest score in the country back in the early 90s at the, the Atlanta same guy Regional. That you met? Yeah. Okay. And Bruce, he, Ermo, <clears throat> Ermo always came second to him. <clears throat> he, you know, he beat Irmo by a little bit each year. And um, anyhow, I had some great stories. And so I got to talk about Bruce a lot. You know, also got to see Jarrell. 
he he drove up to do a clinic with the band directors and came in and watched and um yeah that was a nice little surprise thanks for calling it was yeah i did we facetimed you and um so from a hospitality was great had a great time with the kids but anyhow um we were playing a lot one day and they were just spent and so i said okay um you're brain dead essentially start asking me questions you know they asked me my favorite instrument what's my favorite piece all these different kind of things and then one kid's like a percussion is like what's your least favorite percussion instrument and what i what a great question yeah uh, what was my favorite and then what was my least and what i said well favorite? um my favorite was the uh suspended cymbal oh fair my least favorite was the triangle and they all kind of like look at me i was like because it never sounds the way i want it to the kids always bring in the wrong one and then when they play i'm like nope not it nope not it nope not it and <laughs> so true. everyone goes to lunch or dinner or something and i can't remember which break it was and having a great time and i come back and these these girls clarinet and bass clarinet girls come up and they're like we just wanted you to have um a gift from us so you can remember us from tennessee and it was a triangle that they found at the i guess the restaurant they maybe i don't know where they were but they found it on their way <laughs> and so they gave me a triangle and what was funny is they made a note um, out of the Be Thou My Vision that I canceled. I said, we're not doing Be Thou My Vision. So Didn't they see took that their, clearly? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, it was not very clear. And so they so they wrote the note on the Be Thou My Vision. Well, we don't need this anymore. We don't need this anymore, so we can say who this is from. So anyhow, I have put it up in my uh, little shelf of, of treasures and had a great time, fun time with the concert, fun time meeting a lot of different people. Um, so yeah, looking forward to this week when I head to Atlanta, Georgia, mm. Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. How, so how many times have you done this in Georgia? I have never done the Cobb County one. Oh, oh, okay. I've done other symphonic camps there. Um, I did one with Bo Sodders years ago. Um, I've done another one. I can't remember what, but then I've also done like Wando and that kind also, of situation. Speaking of Bo Sodders. Hi, Bo. Uh, his little sequence. Yeah, yes. I, listen, he's one of the most creative individuals. Yes. Always has been. And, um... Did you see a little podium? Yes. I, 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 I keep looking at it. Listen, if, if it's on YouTube, guys, you should go check it out. His little water adventure concert. Yeah. Because I always thought that was super creative. I don't, I don't know what that was about. Well, it was like an immersive experience. Yes, he wanted that to do yeah. it. But he's always clever like that. Every time he performs there, I feel like... He does that. So shout out to you, Bo. I'll probably text you later and tell you you're on the podcast. But um, if you don't listen, you shall listen now. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so anyhow, it's a good time. I'm excited about doing it. Um, but today I want to talk about because um, we've been joking around a lot about this. But I also noticed that it is something that is truly, truly vital and he's getting his phone too close to the microphone. I'm sorry, guys. It's just like the children. Oh, my gosh. Just kidding. Um, anyhow, uh, the, about the emotional phrasing and how do we teach lyricism, but also just like when we go into places and our our job is to clinic or our job is to enhance, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know, this, this episode is going to be about all the emotions or lack thereof of my colleague over here. But Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody so else in the room. I thought it would be I thought it would be interesting to just kind of talk about 
pieces that mean something to us or how we teach of peace when how do we draw a connection an emotional connection to something so um this should be fun for you uh, let me get my uncomfortable seat belt out yes put it on so i just wanted to talk through you know because i think a lot of people deal with this and more because i notice it in when i go in places sometimes too is that some you know it is just note for note and that's fine and there's nothing wrong with that but there is a creative way to maybe approach trying to get to to expand yourself as a as the teacher but also let the kids know that they can do more than they think and be creative mm-hmm. and and i used um this weekend i used the wishing well galante um as one of the pieces to do that and sure the kids played it really well at the beginning they just you know they played the opening notes but just simply not doing what's on the page but also how should that phrase actually go in context to everyone else around them Mm. you know and i noticed that we're not you know when i'd ask those questions they had no answers so it made me think like okay what can we do to help a kid be more creative are you ready yeah let's go okay so what do you think well, see, my brain automatically goes into understanding, like, how their role fits into the bigger picture context. Right. That's not and wrong. Then, yeah. And then the next thing we'd go into is how, what is the intended phrasing? And then, uh, since our little escapade the other day mm-hmm. in my sectional, we've talked about tension and releasing of tension. So, one note always comes from someplace but it also leads into the next thing which we also talk about in terms of phrasing measure for measure like the note has to touch the bar line but as you're touching the bar line you really want to dig into the note push 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 and then as soon as you cross the bar line you can start to back off just a little bit in terms of phrasing but see as i'm explaining it to you my brain automatically goes back to like a mechanical analysis right like you crescendo to the bar line, and then as soon as you get to the bar line, then you can start tapering off the note. Okay. So it brought me to this story <clears throat> that Bruce used to tell. Um, <laughs> I like how you're sitting right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get comfortable for yeah. this. Um, Bruce used to talk about um, when he wanted to get kids to be emotional or to feel something. He talked about marriage, and he talked about a ring. I think I've heard this. Right. And what does a circle ring, what does the ring symbolize in the marriage? Infinite. What? Infinite. Yes. Infinite love. Yes. Right. And so when you decide to marry someone, which you are marrying someone soon, right? I I get the analogy here. Let's keep going. (laughs) Yes, you are correct. (laughs) There you go, Kim Libby. Uh, Anyhow, um, that what that means but it also remain it also means sacrifice right and it means good times and bad times it means all these and it's yeah. just a simple is it's just a simple ring right but the person wearing it is what creates the infinity and the all that stuff right mm-hmm. so imagine that the ring is the piece okay okay and you're looking at it and you and you're listening to it and you're trying to find where the, I know this is a weird analogy, but you're trying to find 
where there is infinite and where there is anguish and where there is love and where there is tension and where there's all those, all those things. Like he used to use that as his example. And I always thought for the longest time, like, what is this man talking about? Mm -hmm. But it was how he got kids to think about emotion in a way because they could relate it to something. You know, maybe it was their parents. Maybe it was their friends. Maybe it was someone that they loved. You know, all of these different kinds of things of like, if you had to tell them that story through that song, how would you tell it? Does that make sense? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, when things feel stagnant, I'll tell them, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I just want you to interpret how you think this should feel. And this is usually when we're in an instance of going down the road. So each person is a little bit different and right. we'll start to pull, okay, what do we like about person A's phrasing? What do we like about person B's? And then start to combine it from there. Yes. But my question is, is have you asked yourself that? And how would you do No, it? that's the thing. Exactly. And sometimes mm. we have to be able to demonstrate that. Mm. And so when I, when I wonder about you, in this whole situation is as you are like, what makes you connected to a piece? It is dead I silent. Feel, yeah. here. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's a really broad question. Is it? Cause I, I want to say like how musical it is. But that's not the thing that translates. What does that mean, I though? Teach it. Like, does it sound pretty? Okay. Yeah. So you do have some. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. Yeah. But you have hard time in transfer. Yeah. Okay. So what is a piece that you've always wanted to do? Honestly. And I don't know if this relates Granger, but I don't feel like I'm brave enough to do okay. any any Granger tune. I said a piece. I didn't oh, say a composer. Oh, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Repeat the question. What piece have you always wanted to do? I mean, mm, I've always wanted to do Lincolnshire and do it right. What does that mean? Well, better than I did it last time because I had no idea what I was doing the last time. And now How do you know? I, I, I felt like I had no idea that I was doing it. I was in above my head. Okay. Because I, I, in the beginning, I didn't really understand it. And not that I'm saying that I understand it more now. I feel like my my bag of tools to be able to teach that piece is much bigger seven years later than it was back then. What do you love about it? What do you love about Lincolnshire? Why do you want to pick Lincolnshire? Well, it's a cornerstone work. That's not and, an answer. Well, you asked me why I like it. You like it because it's popular? And like, no. Some of the melodies that he uses, all the folk tunes that he goes through, and it's the, the, the multi-movement is there's, there's tons of variety in all of that. What kind of variety? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm we need to get to why. Yeah, yeah. You haven't told me literally why yet. Well, the movement 2. It movement 2 is probably the best movement there just because 
It's so lyrical. Huh. Yeah. What does it make you feel when you listen to it? This is like a therapy session yeah, right yeah. now. Um, it's it's really relaxing to listen to. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel calm and comfortable. Do you ever get goosebumps when you... Yeah. Yeah. Dallas wins recording. When when he does it. Yes. But very rarely when I'm teaching do I feel like I get goosebumps. This is a therapy session. It is. It's okay. I feel like Kim should be here. Yeah. (laughs) Kim Libby should be sitting in this. (laughs) But so when you... If you were to go to teach that piece, Uh how would you teach movement too then? (laughs) You want my answer or my honest answer? I mean, both. I mean, with a tuner to start with. That's mechanical. Uh, exactly. But you just said you liked it because it's lyrical. Um, I don't know. I'd probably relate to the musicality of the piece, to their airflow, and talking about that a little bit, but also trying to understand what the phrasing is supposed to sound like. So maybe having to demonstrate that, having them sing it as I sing it. Now, repeat after me, that kind of thing. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I don't feel like it is. <laughs> no, it's good. I just think about, and 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 maybe this is a um, just a personal thing, but I, you know, when I listen to a piece of music, let's say I'm listening to Lincolnshire, like, I don't know if anyone else has this. And and so maybe I'm the weird one. Let's just go ahead and say that. Maybe I'm weird. <laughs> okay. But it's like I internalize the the feeling that it should give you. And so when I go to teach it, I try to mimic that feeling through demonstration. And then if they do it right, if it feels right, then I know that I've taught it, if that but makes how, sense. No, how do you know if it feels right? It's the same feeling I got when I listened to it. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, or, and the imagery of it, I, I can have imagery of it. You know, like when I was teaching Pines of Rome, like the end, yeah. I could imagine the soldiers and, you know, as they were coming through and it felt right. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really know how else to describe it, but you know, as I was going, like going back to the wishing well that I was teaching, it was one of those things where I see, let's say that I see uh, a, a slew of eighth notes moving around and they could be ba da dee da dee da dee da. There's nothing wrong. That's not, mm-hmm. that's mathematically correct. Right. But if if they only have, like I look at them, like if you, this is the only time you're going to play in the piece, how do we make it musical? And so I don't sit there and go ba da 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 da. That's not it. It's be da 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 dee da dee da da. Right. And so I think about that. I guess I take <laughs> when I look at someone's part, and I'm looking at it in the score. I think, how do I make that phrase or that line feel just as important as something else? Maybe it's not even the melodic line, but it still has to have musicianship behind it, and it still has to have lyricism with it. So how do we do that? You know what I mean? And even even on a faster piece, it's the same kind of thing, is that like I look at the lines, 
And yes, I make sure the melodic line is correct. And then how do I enhance it? How do you enhance the color or enhance the phrase by being creative with the lines that go underneath it? Where there is tension, where there is release, where is there, where there's comedy and maybe it's a style thing, you know, maybe it's a, like you're supposed to be, you know, I talked to the kids about this is the Tinkerbell section and this is this and this is that, you know. So maybe it's things like that, that that I have come across that have helped me be able to have connection and thought through connection to get the phrase done. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the next layer of things that I just don't dig into that I miss out. Maybe you like Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Maybe you should approach your music as if it was a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> <laughs> Go with You're, me on this. I, 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 I'm, this. I'm in the boat. Uh, <laughs> like It makes sense. It's right, just like, funny. You play something exciting. It's like the, that game that they play on those sticks and stuff. What is oh that thing God. called? Uh, Quidditch. Sure, that thing right there. Like, think about it. Like, they zoom around. It's like, <laughs> zoop, zoop, zoop. Like, there could be phrases in the do that all the time. Zoop, like, zoop, zoop. Like, think about, <laughs> think about what you're working on with the Malcolm Arnold. Yeah. Right? That movement three is so hard. Right. But that movement three is what? It's all phrasing and lyricism. No! What could it be imagery-wise? What does it look like? You want me to say Quidditch? I mean, no. I'm waiting to say whatever you think it is. It's not Quidditch, though, is it? No. No. But what could you imagine it being? I I don't know. I'm I'm being totally honest. Sing the melody. Feel, yeah, well, I almost feel like it's more of like a a, a slow dance okay. and featuring like one person, the oboe soloist. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ballet. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh Uh-huh. There we go. (laughs) Ballet. This is so hard. I know, but it's things like that. Like, I try to relate, and I have the kids. Like, sometimes I tell the kids it's heavy, but it's light, so it's like Shrek in a ballerina costume. Mm. Like, I try to draw imagery to help them understand what it should sound like. This is good. It's good PD. Yeah. So, like, I, I when I was thinking about you saying, like, it's always so mechanical with you, but here's the here's the thing about you, Mo, is that there's you're so creative on other things. I was actually having this discussion with Libby. I don't feel like I'm creative enough. No? Yeah, but she's like, you do this every single day. How can you not feel that way? Yeah. Like, you, ha- you have <clears throat> a lot of creative strengths to you, you know? Um, but I guess if I think about some of them, like, our first experiences together— you know, one of the creative things was us hanging something exactly correct. I mean, like, so there is that side of you that wants it to look exactly right. Mm-hmm. You want it to be, you don't want it to be tilted. You know, everything goes in its place. And I get that. That means that when it comes down to your music, you want everything to put, be put in the right spot. Yeah. But sometimes your music can't be mechanical. And sometimes it shouldn't be mechanical. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I think... We we build the Sunday, but I don't have enough sprinkles on top yet. I mean, sounds like you don't have enough syrup. <laughs> for being real. Yeah. 
you know, that's the that's the stuff that sweetens the deal, right? You just have the ice cream or whatever. I love that we're drawing analogies right now. Food, yeah. I mean, sometimes I do. I talk about music oh, in yeah, terms yeah. of baking a Food. cake. You know, cake's not baked all the way yet. We got to keep going, you know, or if you're trying to make a, a good jambalaya. Every time I try to figure out programming because of you and Darrell, I always think about a meal. Exactly. What do you want your meal to be? You mm-hmm. need, you have a starter, uh, a light medium course, then your heavy course, and 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 then your dessert. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to to show that off as you go through it. But I th- I think it's just interesting that we've had this conversation now for a couple of weeks, but I don't think we've ever talked about like so how mm-hmm. do we break yeah. through the wall of it? Because I think other people may be feeling the same way. Is that like I don't. How do you hear it that way? How do you see that going on in the score? And and so, like what I did with your kids on Spark, none of that was written. No. So but when it I, made a world of difference. Right. But all I did was look at where the line, what the line was saying, right? And then I used my creativity of it should not be boring, Right. So what makes something not boring? And I gave I thought about the word spark. Right. And how that relates to what's happening, because the spark is happening above it. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're just doing this nice lyrical section. So we have to make sure that the spark is 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 sticking out. So there has to be warmth. Right. And to have warmth, you can't have you can't be stagnant. Warmth is like a you know, I talk about give it a big hug. Right. Give the phrase of you're going to you're the people like the tubas. You're the people that do a big hug on the whole phrase like you're carrying it from one part to the next part. And then, you you know, you have the other time when like if you think about when someone gives you someone you love gives you a hug, you know, there's the quick warm embrace and you can feel you can feel the connection. Mm-hmm. Right. And then normally someone says something to someone and then you kind of gently release. You don't like. Except when Katie hugs me too long, I'm like, okay, this is awkward, right? You know, but, um, but anyhow, it's one of those things that I think about, like I, maybe my brain's wrong, but I just constantly think. Oh no, I feel like I'm the anomaly here. I just feel like I'm always constantly thinking about how to do it. You know, like when I'm, now that I'm studying the firebird, I'm just kind of thinking about all the jazz that goes with that and how do we draw that imagery. I think I tend to dig in too much of notes and rhythms and mm-hmm. then and which then, is great. Yeah. Those have to be right. Right? But we can't spend we can't get to the concert just doing notes and rhythms. Yeah. I think that's a lot of things and I think that's a lot of of issues that a lot of maybe young directors have is that when they're in their programming or when they're trying to get ready for contest or whatever it is that they have assessment, you know, they only got to the notes and rhythms. But what would happen if you did notes and rhythms, but then layered quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the spot that we're in right now. To show emphasis. Yeah. You know, because we got a concert in a week. Mm-hmm. You know, what is that, what is that concert going to look like? What do you want it to look like? Do you want it to just be the right notes and rhythms? Okay, great. That's fine. And that might be a goal of people. I just want the right notes and rhythms yeah. right now. But if you want it to, the music to be alive, you know, how do we get it there as you do it? I mean, big picture wise, digging deeper for me, for me at least, has always been a little harder to do. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because of the approaching it from the mechanical perspective. But what's exciting about you're doing four Scottish dances. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite part? I mean, movement one as a horn player. Movement one. What about it, though? If you were to describe movement one with adjectives, what would you describe them Uh, as? Heroic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Exciting. Okay. Fun. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So when I hear it, like you just said heroic. Yeah. And my brain immediately went to like Hercules. Right? That's fair, yeah. Or Troy. Yeah. See, that's what I think is might be different is I automatically try to connect it to something that the kids might understand. Mm. And they play yum bum bum buddy dum I think it's boisterous, right? And pompous yes. as well. Yadum bum buddy bottom. Right? So I try to connect those words and those adjectives to the phrase structure because the heroic is, you know, the volume and the rip, right? And mm-hmm. the kind of the pompous is the the way that they articulate and bring it down. Bottom, bum, buddy, bottom, right? I think that's something that I try, that that's what my brain would do if I were to go to teach it, you know? And everything else on top of that is, you know, lyrical. Are you writing this stuff down right now? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know me. I take notes. It's true. Um... So I think about that when I look at the score and I try to go through it and I'm like, what is this? this? And then what do you have when you think that? Light ballerina like tiptoeing down the stairs. Okay. I don't Fast dance. Oh, you think it's dance. I mean, I get it. What do you think it is? I think it's like rabbits running around in a field, you know, things running around in a field and like, oh, can't go this way. Oh, can't go that way. You know, <laughs> you it's know. funny to picture. Yeah. You know, but like, but light, the lightness of, of how fast, you know, like rabbits are pretty fast, you know? Yeah. And they're, they bounce off their feet a lot. That's what I kind of draw, but that's just me. That's a weird part about it, but I get the ballerina part for sure. It's almost like a, like a nutcracker scene, yeah. but in, but in that setting, you know, it's just leaning over and things like that. So I think about that. I remember once, one time I thought it was like, I, I'm a little teapot shortened spout. That was in the, I did that when I couldn't talk about the bassoon solo being the drunk one. Oh yeah. I, we were reading it the other day and I couldn't say that. what did and you the, say? Uh, you have to sound a little out of control, but not out of control, if you know what I mean. And I tried to like kind of lead mm-hmm. them there, and some kid said it drunk, and I was like, "I'm not saying that, but yeah, let's go with that." <laughs> <laughs> or extremely tired. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, off balance. Off balance is a great way of saying it. So yeah, I just tried to think of those kinds of things, and when I can draw that imagery in my head, then I can demonstrate that imagery to the kids. That was not a word. Imagery to the kids. And then hopefully that then transfers to the next thing. No, I hear you. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else you... I mean, I I think... I I definitely think I just don't do that enough. 
And I think I need to steer my lesson planning kind of in that direction, especially now as we're trying to wrap up this concert cycle. Well, give yourself some notes. I think that's important Mm -hmm. too, you know, but do you listen to the music a lot? Yeah. See, I, I listen to mine a lot too, but sometimes I don't like listen to it for notes. See, and that's all I listen to. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to it for feeling. Like, how do I feel as I hear this? And then I'll write that down in my score. Start doing that, yeah. And I'll write it down in my score. Like, this this feels somber, or this feels exciting, or or this this feels anxious. You know, I do that kind of situation, and I, and then I remind myself of that moment, and then that's how I approach. Like, how do I want it to sound? If I want to create anxiousness, if I want to create somber, if I want to create love Hmm. you know that's some of the tools that i use as i am score studying along with obviously the normal chord structures and accented and melody lines and counter ideas and all that kind of stuff but i do go ahead and jump into this is how it should feel and as you hear it i think it's a good point of growth because even as a person i hate people who aren't necessarily detailed like if you give me a task to do tell me how you want it Mm -hmm. exactly when you want it Mm -hmm. and i'll get it done but if you don't explain anything else outside of that i won't i won't go as far did you get the dinner reservations done uh ish yes (laughs) yes and no waiting on people email me back some people won't take us because we're too large of a party it's a great problem to have well yes we don't need to talk about that here but yeah yeah um, I forgot what I was talking about. It's okay. Well, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Because you're getting ready to go in and start clinicking. I am. Are you nervous? Uh, yeah. I feel underprepared. Is this your first time? It is. So this Saturday, I'll be doing like a all region type clinic. Uh, it's I guess it's like a winter camp at Liberty High School mm-hmm. in Frisco. Yeah. So it it's I mean it's the same region band format. Rehearse all day Saturday, lunch break mm-hmm. in between, and then concert that night. And they've already picked the music. Yeah. And you just rehearse their uh-huh. music. Uh-huh. You've been studying it? Uh, yeah, on and off. I've been listening to it a lot, too. Um, what is it? They're doing Rough Riders mm-hmm. and two newer pieces to me. One's a Willie Owens tune, slow movement, super pretty. So mm-hmm. going to have to dig into that. So I we're going to talk about it after this? Motion. Yeah. Or no, we'll talk about it closer to the end of this week because I got to prepare prepare for Joni. Oh yeah, she's gonna be here soon. <laughs> yeah, as she goes through it. But I forgot what the other one was. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. I'm excited to go to Georgia and do a couple of pieces. What are you doing? Um, it's a great question. I don't know. Um, I'm doing the Wishing Well again because I think it's a great piece. I'm doing oh here's some of them. Ignition by Stalter. Albanian dance. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's I, fun. I think I'm doing orbital uh, green bushes. Adrenaline engines. That's what it is. Not newer. Randall Standridge. Oh. Um, I think I'm doing orbital green bushes and uh, potentially the Ascension by Robert W. Smith. It's for Cobb County? Yes. Hmm. Um, so looking forward to being there and working with those guys for sure. Um, and then we have concerts next week. So we will probably not have a podcast next week, I would think. We might be able to get one in before we leave. Unless we knock out one later this week. We might do another one just yeah. just to do a catch up. But um, 
excited about TMEA coming up. Yeah. Listen, I hope this this was a different type of conversation. I just wanted to have because it was it was something that I've talked about with people, but also something that I realized that maybe people need to know. Yeah. You know how to how do because a lot of people how do you make it sound like that? How do you do this? Not just for me. I sometimes ask that over people. How did you hear it that way? You know, and there's not a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is you think you're wrong. No, I don't you're think not so. though. Yeah, because it's up to my own interpretation. It is until it's wrong. <laughs> until I go, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go. That ain't it. No, but anyhow, um, yeah. Do you feel a little better? Yeah, I, I, it gives me some good ideas moving forward. What are you going to try today? Well, to not be so tied to the page is really what it is. And I, I mean, it's it's exactly what I talked about earlier. I see it, so it has to be this way. Yeah. Interesting. Not necessarily the way I interpret it. Because even when I listen, listen, mm-hmm. listen, I try to match up what I hear in front of me with whatever's playing in my head, mm-hmm. a la the recording I listen to. Yeah. The reference recording. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not going to be the no, no. present zone. No, 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 no. As you go through it. I, I ring it back to the, the ring. Marriage is not going to all be the same thing. True. Oh, we went... Um, wedding band shopping this weekend so it's funny you bring this up do you like your wedding band oh i I love it i think it's cool is does it have diamonds on it it does <gasps> not <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. I'm gonna be so why sad. would i wear I'm, I'm not a flashy person my dad has diamonds on his i'm not small yeah no it's cute I, his his ring is pretty <laughs> papa shuttlesworth yeah yeah uh, so what color is it? Do I do we it's, do we get to know? Yeah, it's it's actually gold, not something that I would have normally picked up. I told up. you. Shut your face. Um but it has like a distressed look and it's called a pipe cut. Where it literally is a cylinder, it's not rounded. I'll have to show you photos. I can't wait to see these. I'm a little sad that I wasn't involved in the process since I've been so invested in everything else. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's okay. I'm glad that y'all got to do that together. Yeah, that's cute. And go do it. I'm glad that you did you use the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we originally, a couple months ago, I guess we went back just to see what they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found some that we both liked there. And then we decided let's start shopping around just in case to see if we find anything else. And right. Nothing. It's a good place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I pretty love cute. Small town or yeah. small you know, small businesses. They're in Old Town, Louisville. It's true. Listen, I've tried to convince Mo to let me be the ring bearer, to let me be the the priest. I told you, you just have to make sure everybody's having fun. I try, Kim offered me flower girl position, and then I told her what I was going to do, and I think she reneged on that. <laughs> <laughs> With the flowers. Um, but I can definitely make sure everyone's having a good yeah, time. Great. Like... That means that I get to greet everyone at the door. Oh, no. Actually, that would be funny to watch. It's true. And take them. I'll be like, don't sit over there. That's a boring table. <laughs> sit over here. This is a fun one. Here, you get to sit with me. Yes. <laughs> I I am taking reservations for my table right now. Currently. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to be in charge of auctioning off seats at your table. There you so go. So if you want to sit with her, hit yes, me up. Because he's not letting me sit at the marriage table. You're, I'm not marrying you. <laughs> We're already married at work. 
<laughs> Fine, I'll let you have your moment. <laughs> You're ridiculous. I'll let you have your moment. No, but I am. As it gets closer, are you getting excited? Yeah. Uh, well, more nervous just to make sure we check off all the boxes, dot the T's, cross the I's. I also tried to audition to be the DJ. You have been auditioning. Yeah, that's right. I've been auditioning to be the DJ lately. Listen, I don't know why this fool won't let me do some- <laughs> This fool? <laughs> Thanks. You just failed the test. <laughs> what did I fail? Oh, am I best man? Okay, we're going to wrap this up <laughs> before she keeps going. Listen, if you guys could help me <laughs> with something, you know, I would appreciate it. I think there'd be plenty of people on my side. Uh, I'm I'm sure. Listen, you I know hope, most of the people that are coming anyway. I hope people boycott at the beginning and go, let her do something. Go ahead, boycott. It's no, less no. money for me to spend. <laughs> right. Not boycott. I mean, rally. Oh. <laughs> Come to the event. I'll have security. If you could have signs that say <laughs> pre-chem. <laughs> Shuttle's work. No, not was, She's not trapped. <laughs> she's doing this of her own free will. <laughs> Hold on. Not, free case shut. <laughs> not Libby. That'll do. Anyhow, see, uh, we can have a good time. That's true. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen, I hope today's been a little bit helpful. And if you have any questions about maybe how to do any of these things, we're happy to help you. Yeah, just reach out. All right. We'll, talk soon. We'll, we'll keep you updated on how this goes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm going to sneak in.